My lord, it appears a revolution is afoot in the so-called America. These colonial savages have pieced together a body of work they call the Constitution. <laughs> they appear to have some sort of obsession towards individualism and liberty. <laughs> in the words of a free man in America, I pity the fool. On this episode of The Lunch Boys, the boys discuss no treason, the constitution of no authority, by Lysander Spooner, a surprisingly bright fellow for an American. Let's see what the boys have to say. Hey, what's up? Welcome to The Lunch Boys. I'm Ryan. I'm Jake. I'm Henry. And today we're going to do something new, something hopefully interesting and fun. Um... We've been talking about potentially starting a uh, a book club of sorts, which is, you know, not exciting sounding, but we're going to try to make it exciting. <laughs> you know, learning. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I am pretty obsessed with reading, like, libertarian and political books, and I'm trying to get my friends to be as obsessed. <laughs> so this was my ploy to Trojan horse uh, my obsession into their lives. And I hope it works. Um, it's working. It is working. My, I, my inner monologue sometimes is your voice. So there we go. <laughs> and that is brainwashing. Um, <laughs> wow. So uh, the book in question for, or I guess it's more of like a pamphlet or an essay. It, anyways, the book or, or the piece of written work in question is the constant of constitution of no authority. More intelligent. Yeah, I can <laughs> I, I clearly know the English language. Um, it's by Lysander Spooner and a quick background on him I've got his Wikipedia page open which is the most reliable source true Um, he born 1808 died 1887 so it was a while ago Uh, he was an American individualist anarchist which I hate when people put like describers in front of their political philosophy it's like dude what are you you know um, libertarians know no fury than to say I'm a minarchist, anarcho-capitalist. I'm a you know I'm an agorist. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. it's like wait what are what are I'm you? a hoppy and paleo paleo libertarian. That's um, a real thing. Oh yeah. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I am one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. Um, he was also an abolitionist, entrepreneur, essayist, legal theorist, pamphletist, political philosopher, Unitarian writer, and a member of the First International. Um, he was a a, a left anarchists were like anarchists generally speaking are just kind of uh opposed to hierarchies and or co- coercive hierarchies and then some left anarchists would argue the employer employee hierarchy is a coercive anar- uh hierarchy which i would disagree with because you voluntarily entered into the contract but that's neither here nor there he was one of them he refers to uh working as wage slavery which i disagree with him on that interesting um he uh first time i heard that term was actually aoc yeah yeah so he also think, known as Auk. <laughs> so think of him as like <laughs> like an anarcho-communist anarcho like socialist sort of thing he he wants uh basically everybody to be their own boss and everybody to work on a farm basically and mm-hmm. like provide for themselves um he also started the uh american letter mail company um, and I might be off on some of those points, but I don't think so. Are you okay? <laughs> I can't with this fuck. 
<laughs> Henry, this is a professional working environment. Oh, We're yeah. Trying right. to, to, you know, educate the peoples. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Sorry, right. Um, yeah, and like the idea of it was, uh, they want he wanted everybody self-employed so they could enjoy the full benefits of their labor, um, which like I respect the the landing point. I just disagree with like some of the conclusions, which is, and we'll get into it. But having read the book, yeah, that's a very interesting position to take, which I will elaborate on later. Yeah, um, and he also uh, made the American Letter Mail Company, like I said, which was one of the first private competitions to the United States Postal Service, and then he got sued out of existence uh, because the the government loves itself a monopoly. Uh, they sure do. Yeah, so he kind of got sued to death on that front. Um, That's might, what you get for being so into legal documents. Yeah, right? <laughs> wow. Um, so in case you're wondering, like, this guy's, a, if, if this guy's a nobody who's never done anything ever, he was actually used in two Supreme Court cases. Uh, like, he was quoted uh, from his uh, essay, The Unconstitutionally, uh, Unconstitutionality of Slavery. I am all over the place with my words was cited in the 2008 Supreme Court case District of Columbia versus Heller, which struck down the federal district's ban on handguns. Justice Ant- Antonin Scalia, writing for the court, quotes Spooner as saying, the right to bear arms was necessary for those who wanted to take a stand against slavery. It was also cited by Justice Clarence Thomas, Thomas in his concurring opinion in McDonald versus Chicago, another firearms case the following year. So it's not like this person is a nobody um because i think many anarchists have done absolutely nothing (laughs) for the world um so he had like he was one of the i guess grandfathers of libertarianism Mm -hmm. i guess did you mention where he lived oh uh massachusetts he was born in athel well i forgive him for being a left libertarian now (laughs) and then he died in boston couldn't help himself yeah uh, it was he <laughs> was predisposed right, yeah. to being a lefty. Um, so, anyways, which is the only salvation we can hope for for most of those lefties? Nah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to become a left libertarian. <laughs> whatever, we, we won't get too distracted by that. Um, so, the book on <clears throat> the uh, on my phone is like 150 pages, so it's not like a long book. You know, it it was it was quick. And Jake, like on your iPad, how how many pages was it? Uh, when I get to the end, I think it's one fifteen. Gotcha. Yeah, one fifteen like, before you get to the append or one sixteen before you get to the appendix. Yeah, and then there's like the version we have. I think has that extra stuff at the back. Mm. Did you read that? No, I did not. Oh, it's actually super interesting. Oh, I bet. I, I look forward to reading it soon. Um, so, anyways, we're just gonna jump in. We all have notes and some highlights and. Things like that. This might be a super long episode, or it might be an episode broken into two parts. We'll figure that out uh, when, later when we get there. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, who yeah. has the first point? Well, Not me. I've been talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the book is kind of divided in. There's no chapter names, but okay. I kind of named the chapters as I started to get the gist of them. Um, so, like chapter one, it basically makes a case just to give kind of a roadmap of where our conversation is likely to go. Yep. Um, chapter one is the Constitution has no legitimate posterity of authority, and then he goes into voting, taxes, signing, uh, and how important signing is. And once he hits signing, he kind of uses that and the mutual agreements between people, which would be like the next chapter mm-hmm. five, um, 
to kind of lay out the rest of the book. So yeah. then after that, he dives into the Congress, the um, the conundrum between like, which is chapter seven, asking how we feel about people uh, signing things and not be, and being has to hold, be held accountable to something they didn't sign. Yeah. Um, and again, he keeps going through that. And then you got the tacit understanding, the secret ballot, the lack of principles, no privity, the tax collector, the naturalized, the Confederacy, the military, ambassadors and treaties, the debt, the real power. And then he com- concludes it with a summary. And it's very interesting going through those different points. Uh, so, yeah, chapter one, the Constitution has no legitimate posterity of authority. Uh, just because I wanted to make sure I was understanding it correctly, I wanted to know what posterity means. And basically, he means it has no um, authority over future generations. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a very interesting point. Which I didn't fully understand. <clears throat> so essentially, your parents have you. Yeah. You essentially take the citizenship of wherever you're born. Mm-hmm. If the government that you're born into follows a particular, let's say, construct, by taking on that citizenship right by birth, are you not underwriting it? Because that's essentially what happens when you get like your social security number, you get your birth certificate, then your parents sign it off. And technically as an adult, you have the ability to neglect that citizenship if you want to. <laughs> I so apologize. There's an, alar- there an alarm <laughs> on my phone because for work I have to get hours at a certain time and I've been meaning to turn it off and I didn't. So <laughs> we're professionals, it's off now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's why I thought, like, while I think it's nice to note that concept, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem particularly applicable if you wanted to s- hypothetically set into place some sort of a community that abides by some sort of structure and to keep it going in a fluid motion. Yeah. Otherwise, you would have forever bureaucracy, which we already have a gajillion administrations. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts? I, I kind of see both sides of the argument because at the time there was no social security card. So yeah. you really were just being born into the world and being called an American citizen. There was no like paper trail to say right. that you signed off on this. Yeah. Whereas today the argument isn't necessarily as strong as it was back then. But I do see the point that he makes that's like as a baby, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have the ability to be able to say like I do want to be a citizen of this country and I want to participate in things like taxes and voting. That's that's a right that's not given to me as a child. It's something my parents assigned to me, yeah. um, much like my gender. And also, uh, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> um, I was about to be like, this took a left turn. <laughs> uh, literally. But uh, the, the real thing is like we don't have any choice in that matter today. So our parents sign it for us, which I guess they would have power of attorney being our parents. So from a legal standpoint, which this book is like very much yeah. a, a legal this argument a against the Constitution. Read, yeah. Read, yeah. What do you think of that, Ryan? Um, yeah, I mean, like, the, the general theme I got from this is basically him crapping all over the idea of the social contract. But just a real quick off of what Jake <laughs> said, though, don't your parents essentially take that responsibility for every aspect of your life until you're moving out? Pretty much? Yeah. I mean, I mean, what, what I was going to get to is even though, yes, you're kind of, you're, if you want to get super technical, I guess you're non-consensually born into the world, so to place upon you some, like, legal obligations, if you want to get, like, real heady about it. It's it, true. Like, I didn't ask for my parents to do stuff. Yeah, so, like, if you well, want to... not my parents, because I'm adopted. <laughs> if you want to get, like, <laughs> meta about it, and, like, that's kind of where I was going to go with, like, the social contract. Like, you know, the number one thing with libertarians is, like, 
you know, uh, like, oh, you don't have the right to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, it's called the social contract. Like, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I just rolled my eyes. Yeah. Uh, and this entire book, basically, I, I thought was just like crapping on that idea and saying, like, you have no, like, I, I never signed anything. And even if I'm okay with the things, the way that things are right now, it doesn't give you the right to then demand more of me later without what's, my consent. What's yeah. funny, though, is that he puts so much emphasis on signing documents. But the only reason a document makes any validity is if there's a justice system. Well, the only way you have a justice system is if you have a government. The only way you have a government is if you have some sort of a structure that it abides by. So why does he, well, who cares if you sign something? I mean, like you could get into like the private courts argument. Which even, even then, I just think it's interesting. Can it not be that there is a so, universal truth that so you're trying actually, to pursue? In, in the back of this book, it's um, the version I have was published by, I think it's called the Center for a Stateless Society. Um, and in the back of the book, they have 10 objections to libertarian anarchy debunked or like responded to or however they responded to Did you get yours on Apple Books? Mm -hmm. I did too. Mine has that exact thing, yeah. Yeah, so one of them was uh, like property rights and law is only available through the government. And uh, he made the case that there was a time where, you know, like international trade, England had their set of rules and then France had their set of rules and, you know, like everyone had their own sets of rules and merchants were having like a hell of a time trying to trade with each other. So instead they made their own voluntary merchant law to just avoid all of the red tape that all the countries are doing. So they made their own sort of, justice system without a coercive government but essentially the moment you get into a conflict the only way it's resolved if you can't come to a solution is war you kill each other yeah it started off really pretty <laughs> yeah, i was impressed <laughs> i mean uh it it depends like uh, one individual versus another individual you can't do that that's what i think is well, funny though uh, I mean, essentially though it it is still some sort of a universal thing that you all agree to the moment you feel as though this guy's gone too far, then either you stop doing business together, yeah, and right, the, or you kill each other. And like the the normal, I, there's some principle I, f I forget in economics of like, uh, if you always back out of contracts, nobody's ever going to work with you. So yeah, like you have an gonna... incentive to follow through on your word, exactly. or else you're just going to yeah. starve to death because nobody's going to want to do business with you. Right. Um, or you could just go live off the land, I guess. But so, but then what <laughs> if that's the case? then your word, quote unquote, is arbitrary. It can be a handshake, it can be a napkin, it can be word of mouth, it can be whatever. Yeah, I, I think that I think that there's a bit of it though that that kind of like to what Ryan was saying, that your your honor is also your currency in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because if if we look to the state to be we, we are conditioned rather to believe that the state is the third party that needs to settle any um any any disputes between two two groups yeah so if if me and ryan want to kill each other then like someone needs to call the police because they're having a domestic dispute or whatever it is like the state is always the third party that breaks things up mm -hmm. but, but if ryan promised me that he would do x y and z and then he promises someone else that he would do x y and z and that someone else says well to protect my investment can you give me six references of someone else that you promised this to? Yeah. And can I get their references? And then he can come to me and say, and you know, whoever else and say, Oh, Ryan did do this or Ryan yeah. didn't do this. And now Ryan's ability to make money and feed himself is predicated on whether or not he upheld the contract that he signed 
with I me. Mean, but but so I think Jake, that Jake, that's ridiculous. Nobody would ever like on an application ask for references. That's just <laughs> a ridiculous libertarian fantasy. But and I can't believe you would ever propose that something like that would ever happen. But essentially, so like you're <laughs> you're talking about reputation, right? Yeah. And that uh, reputation goes beyond writing something. You just yeah. are aware of something. So I just feel like, does that not contradict what Spooner's saying? No, because I think that having the document signed is actually very important, right? Mm-hmm. Because what it does is it prevents hearsay. So it yeah, prevents so. someone from going, it prevents me now not having a document or a receipt. That's one, one of the chapters, I can't remember which one, but he talked a lot about receipts for bills paid and yeah. things like that and making sure that you have that. Yeah, so what it does is it avoids someone from going, okay, Ryan, can you give me some references? Ryan references me. And they say, does Ryan do X, Y, and Z? And I say, yeah, he sucks. He did the worst thing ever. Don't ever work with him can you please provide a receipt of the payment that ryan said he would do x y and z for you and then he didn't follow through on it oh well Mm -hmm. i don't have it but just trust me you don't want to go out i don't know you you know what i'm saying so now it provides a paper trail for you to be able to do that if that makes sense yeah it it does make sense and i guess in the time period though that he's speaking it's definitely very different now but even then uh, 1867 during um, during courts uh there you have people that are are writing stuff down right so so one of his arguments was that a representative isn't obligated to necessarily follow through on the constitution or any law for that matter. That was one yeah. of his like points. Right. However, mm-hmm. when you are running for your office, the, there were a lot of pamphlets that they wrote out. So all, mm-hmm. a lot of their, I guess, platforms were written down. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, court proceedings were written down uh, when they went to Congress and they said anything, it was written down when they had yeah. votes, it was written down. So there was a record already. So that is in and of itself a quote unquote receipt so that's why I still don't necessarily think that I like I appreciate that he's pointing out that a lot of people just accept this stuff without thinking about it. Yeah. But the system is intricate in how it would I'm essentially playing the the role of the state, I guess. It's Colin. <laughs> we it's, understand. And it's uh, <laughs> and essentially what I think that the government's done that's clever is that they do have all this stuff on record. Yeah. Everything that they do say vote for, you can identify who did it, who the representative is, where they live what their district is, et cetera. Well, even what their background was, what businesses they had. So if you wanted to completely destroy their business and not go buy anything from it ever again, you could. So that is Mm -hmm. the repercussion, even though technically you don't have a quote unquote signed contract. That was kind of my only Mm -hmm. pushback to what he was. And like the last like 15 pages of the book, he does say like something like that. Like, um, Oh, what do do you remember? He said something like, and if people, people should go and burn down these, uh, God, what was it? Oh, I'm, I'm sure oh, it was I something. Forget. I'm sure it was very Antifa-like. <laughs> yeah. Have a mostly peaceful demonstration right. outside of a representative's house. A fiery, house. mostly peaceful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think... Oh, um, did you find it? Yeah, yeah. Thank uh, God. Save me. I'm drowning. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, so it says, uh, all these things being known, the questions arise. I'll just keep reading until you tell me to shut up. Gotcha. Just because like, he's kind of verbose, yeah. um, and it sure. might help to provide some context. But um, all these things being known, the questions arise. So he basically summarized everything that he said in the whole book. You could have skipped right here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who, who composed the real governing power in the country? Who are the men, the responsible men, who rob us of our property, restrain us of our liberty, subject us to their arbitrary dominion, and devastate our... our whom's and shoot us down 
by the hundreds of thousands if we resist? How shall we find these men? How shall we know them from others? How shall we defend ourselves and our property against them? Who of our neighbors are members of this secret band of robbers and murderers? How can we know which are their houses that we may burn or demolish them? Which uh, their property we may de- that we may destroy it? Which their persons that we may kill them and rid the world and ourselves of such tyrants and monsters? Yeah. And I think that was basically like summing up the idea that um, uh, because the legal contract, the quote legal contract of somebody swearing an oath to the Constitution doesn't have a party B, then they are not necessarily able to be held responsible for not upholding that oath is that more or less what you got from i i think that totally is what he said. and here's here's why and i, I actually found it to be logical yes. in this sense um so i hear what you're saying henry but i, I if i can push back a little oh, 100%. bit 100 um i am only the contrary i don't even, i don't believe half the words that come out of my mouth <laughs> can't confirm um <laughs> But I, I think that what was very interesting is that he was saying that because the Constitution isn't like our our, our uh, elected officials, they swear an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution, right? Yeah. So because the Constitution is an inanimate object that cannot hold someone accountable to the oath at which they have sworn, mm-hmm. we can have people like Joe Biden, like Kamala Harris, um, not Trump because he just got into office, but I mean Trump too, to, to a large degree. Yeah. People who've been in office for 40 plus years who have been just literally sticking their finger in the butt of the Constitution every chance they get and the constitution can't say hey i know he's running for office again but he swore an oath to me and i have year after year of receipts to say that based on this article section this of me that he swore an oath to yeah he he's not even eligible to run but you can i mean the what's funny is that like the there are so many things for example that politicians will actually break laws like for example pelosi right she went to that salon she broke the mandates she's probably not gonna really get punished she might get a slap on the wrist she's got a really expensive lawyer they've got all the contracts and signing in the world but they're powerful people so it really doesn't matter Mm -hmm. however spooner mentioned that in this too how they are not he mentioned just to interject he mentioned how they have no principles and so because they have no principles there's no governing principle by which they govern themselves either and so not and i thought i was like oh that, that is, is amazing. amazing sometimes he was talking about principles and uh did he mean like principles in the stand in the sense that it's like this is a principled position or the principle like, being the person being the person that they're responsible to that because so, sometimes the they're like borderline interchangeable I thought he meant like the like they have nothing that they stand for, so that they're they're yeah. they're essentially. So both of you guys are saying the exact opposite, or like each side of the thing, and I think it's almost on purpose interchangeable. Mm. So, that being said, that is actually very interesting. Um, that being said, you sh- like if you are a educated, which that doesn't happen often, uh, <laughs> voter then you could very easily during all of Pelosi's tenure you could have voted her out. But did ya? Well, I agree. But to push back again, the Constitution can't say she's not even eligible to run again. Yeah, it's not. You shouldn't have to vote her out because she broke the oath that she swore to me. Well, there are so she she is she's not going to run again. There are local laws. There's a myriad of laws where if somebody was, which I mean, I guess I guess I'm really sorry about this squeaky chair. Uh, I guess the (laughs) what it is. We're in a haunted house. <laughs> so, so I mean, I guess what his point is: it, let's make pretend she ran on the platform of X, Y, and Z, and mm-hmm. if she didn't vote accordingly, 
that you can't necessarily sue her, I guess. Right? That's essentially his point. Which, by the way, the checks and balances system is supposed to be that you've got enough other people that they would call her out. And I, at the same time, you can always impeach somebody out of their position. It's so like, he, uh, like Governor I might need Gray to find Dave. the quote because he, everything you're talking about, he addressed in the book where he mentioned that like they're this individual person that is not individually responsible for their action. And the only way to get um, them out of that position, if we have to abide by the rules of the constitution in the sense that if the oath was valid. Mm -hmm. So he kind of played a little bit of devil's advocate. He's like, it would take thousands of us to get this one person out, even though they shouldn't even be eligible because they broke the oath. They swore. Yeah. Um, I can find the quote in a second if I'll look for it, but it was very interesting because a lot of what you're saying, he said, yeah, wouldn't it be nice if we could just vote them out, but that's not how that works because Mm -hmm. they, there's a system in place that makes it so that they're constantly eligible and they keep getting back. But like you can vote them out. For example, I think it was the governor gray was his name of California a while back and he was essentially what's it called there's a there's a specific phrase for it when you get removed from office because you're a loser so there are and again this might just be different today than Catapulted, it was I think <laughs> it might it, <laughs> it might be very different today French knew it was up that's a rabbit hole just kidding good I'm grief just kidding. Right, keep going keep going, keep going. <laughs> it's just a, uh, so the, there are wow. things in place now, which again, maybe that's in response to some of the stuff that he's saying, right? You can Eventually. remove people from office. And again, I, I don't necessarily understand. But does it happen? Sure it does. They remove, like as an example, that, that governor from California, they removed him. Yeah, but like I, I would say basically every Democrat and most Republicans have broken their oath to the Constitution like every day of their working lives as a senator or congress like anyone who's pushed any gun control at, at the same all, time you know like it, and that's every democrat more or less they've made yeah. the argument that it's a quote-unquote like living document and so you can amend it and do all kinds of junk yeah so if they, i have well, a con- but they don't though and so they are correct in the sense that just like ryan was saying if you've done any law about any type of gun control you've broken the constitution mm-hmm. you can in fact states, make laws are states not allowed to make their own stuff outside of the constitution um, I don't think they can make laws that go against the Constitution. I can fact check that if you want. Well, they definitely have. But the point is, though, is that like if they want to change a gun law, they are supposed to write a constitutional amendment to say that mm-hmm. now Congress has the, apow- the power to legislate these types of guns or these types of whatever thing they want to change about the Second Amendment. But they don't do that. They just mm-hmm. say, ah, no bump stocks. It's fine, right? Like, we'll just pass a law or the state can pass it. It's no yeah. big deal. But what the Constitution says and libertarians love to be snarky about it is shall not be infringed. So any law that regulates gun control illegal. And like, I would just make the case that that's kind of the citizenry's fault. I would say that you have no spine and you never went up against these people. You don't pay attention to what they're doing. So you kind of deserve it. Well, you know, hot take. (laughs) I mean, but there, there's no, uh, there's no pathway to tyranny like good intentions was it the road to hell's paved with good intentions mm-hmm. uh there's no pathway to tyranny than just like hey like all these kids got shot in the school we need to get rid of guns and then people go oh my gosh because they're now emotionally charged yeah. and they're thinking just, logically they're foolish um and, and emotional because you know, <laughs> i mean it's the same thing as like mothers who go out in the streets and like help heroin addicts to like make sure they have clean needles and stuff like that it's like to me that's really stupid but like, yeah. but like if you lost your son i i can't judge you for that but if and a so, citizen doesn't know the constitution it's kind of on him 
And but the, they can the, throw it out but, if it's emotional, but then even he gets if what they he know wants. it. That's what he, he just gets what he gets. I think like I've gotten to that point now where I personally really like the Constitution. I think that it has a lot of great points. And so I think that it's an abomination what a lot of congressmen do. And that's too bad. But on Wrong words. But on the flip side, you, they got voted in office because a bunch of people thought that that would be fine. And they're lazy and they don't pay attention to what's but going it, on. I, I think that's kind of Spooner's point is that if... Like the Constitution is ultimately, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Insufficient to do what it says it's trying to do because people can just get voted in and walk all over it, like swear an oath to it. And then there's nobody on the other end to Ooh. actually hold them it's accountable. It's the same deal, even like if you have a signed piece of paper, if there's nobody to enforce it or if you don't call anybody out on it, then it doesn't mean anything either. That that's honestly, I mean, I guess that's what that last paragraph's all about. That's yeah. why you get the pitchforks out. Yeah, um, go to Lowe's and get some rope. And on the on the living document, I hate the living document argument because uh, if it is supposed to be any sort of like legal contract or like legal framework or anything, um, no contract I've ever signed do I want to be living and breathing. Like well, you can't just start adding zeros there are, to the price. You know? <laughs> there are like usually I forget what it's called, but at the end of the contract. Essentially, it does say that if both parties agree, it can be extended, it can be changed and rewritten and oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, throw in an and exception it, like that if that's a part of it. essentially, though, it looks as though the generation that we live in, like mm -hmm. that's where their head's at. And we might even be in the minority in that regard that we don't think that's a great idea. But if you're in the minority, oh, yeah. you're screwed. You're oh, so screwed. Two for two. Yeah, well, two, I, two I'm, two I'm stealing these from uh, Parks and Recreation. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, super side note: uh, the supremacy, supremacy clause of the Constitution of the United States, Article Six, Clause Two: No state law can um, nullify a constitutional law. Oh, that's so funny. federal law takes precedent. Yeah, it's funny because they totally do all the time. All the time. Look at weed. So yeah, all the time. And you know, and uh, there, there you are. And guns in some areas. Yeah, like, that are yeah. So yeah, the whole thing's a nightmare. But I bet. You, <laughs> but the thing is, a majority of the people in like New York City, for example. They don't like guns. So guess what? And like, I'm not necessarily a fan of the Constitution. Like, I, I love the spirit of it. Uh, the spirit but, of 1776. Yeah, I, I, like... America. I just think it's uh, been ultimately uh, insufficient is a good word. Uh, or ineffective. Bear in mind, they wrote it pretty hastily. And they kind of had to because uh, the British are coming. Oh, Yeah. So, I mean, I don't blame them <laughs> at all. I mean, oh, I think I they... Given, I don't blame them. Have you ever had to, like, write a paper for school and you've only got, like, one night to do yeah, it? it's the morning of. Yeah, <laughs> and, well, guess what? <laughs> you better make this work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, like, for what it is, I, I love it. If if there was actually a way to guarantee that we were going to stick to just a constitutional framework, I'm all about it. it. Would, but yeah. clearly not And again, case. I mean, it would, it would take us taking more time out of our day to mm -hmm. constantly... Take it to action, see what works, what doesn't work. Unfortunately, most people have a job, so you can't really do that. And I think therein lies the problem. But then, like, super side note, uh, the average person isn't a constitutional law expert. But democracy. But, and, like, that's what the Supreme Court is supposed to be there for, you know? And they're just power arm the parties. I now. know. And, and like, but... like, I think it's uh, Robbie the Fire on part of the problem said one time. It's like, isn't the whole idea of the Supreme Court, like, super backwards? Like, why do we pass a law and then find out if it's constitutional we should find out if it's constitutional and then pass it it's like let's just pass these absurd tyrannical laws right. and then see how many the, people get pissed the circle at it. is like it's the 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 house or the senate 
and then the exec or the what is it the legislative branch over to the executive branch and then it hits the supreme court yeah the legis- the judicial branch it should be the legislative branch to that one and then it gets signed in the yeah, law yeah. just changes the order and you'd be good to go well, I mean, it, it also, literally like, is just like let's just see how many people we can kind of be into how many people we can cuck into a law no for <laughs> real yeah. like, honestly and then like if they get pissed enough then they might take it to like the the actual check against it but and right. should go to the check first but right. also you're just going to keep relying on experts like with this covid thing we've kind of seen what happens when you do that oh, right yeah just quote unquote having faith in institutions yeah and like the idea that and same thing goes with the Fed. Same thing goes with like any bureaucratic position. The idea that we can have an independent government uh, institution at all—it's like, yeah, they're independent, except they're appointed by the president and approved by the Senate, which are incredibly partisan, incredibly politically charged I mean, offices. Unfortunately, this is also just something that you deal with all the time. You go to the mechanic and he says, you need X, Y, and Z fixed. Yeah. Well, I don't know a whole bunch about cars. Yeah. So I either trust this guy or I don't. I yeah. might get screwed. That, that doesn't but I end need in a war, car. though. It could. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, true. It could. It totally could. <laughs> you, I mean, I'm going to firebomb a Firestone. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine, though? I mean, think about all the safety regulations that should be applied to cars, and manufacturers of cars constantly have recalls that yeah. re- result in what, Ryan? Death. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, wow. uh, typically, why do you go to war? My health and well-being is at stake <laughs> well, you know what's interesting too is like i've seen so much stuff about how people need to trust science and how people need to um just go with what the experts say and generally speaking i would say that is wise advice you know like i'm not that person that's like don't trust the science you know i remember one time i was watching this like documentary about christian kids and there's this homeschool mom that says science proves nothing and i said science proves everything pretty much how the world works actually you need god made it you are weird (laughs) (laughs) that's why your son has a rat tail but um anyway so there's another podcast that i really love to listen to it's called this american life um amazing podcast if you can stomach the propaganda um i cannot it it is real love-leaning but they're better than anything from npr uh (laughs) And I think they're kind of affiliated, but I digress. Anyway, so there's an episode. It's a recent episode from August 23rd, episode 577, something only I can see. There's a lady with muscular dystrophy that was like, she can't gain weight and she can't get large in any way. And she literally like saved the life of her father because she read a bunch of books and figured out her own family's history and how everybody in the family has some type of this disease. And then there's this other girl who was huge and was an Olympic athlete that was just insanely muscular. And she said, I think she has the same disease as me. And everyone's like, obviously not because you're super tiny and she's huge. And then she figured it out and then saved that girl's life because she studied really hard and just learned stuff. And so whenever people try to say like, Oh, just follow the experts or like, you know, the judicial branch, like they know what's going on. I'm like, well, they don't always have your best interest at heart and they can miss stuff. So like, I don't mention, need they're not to have intrinsically a, good. Right. No. But so. we do that with the state, though. Isn't it funny how we do that with the state? Is that people on the right think that police are, like, inherently good? Like, they, they go, they double time thank police for their service when a cop gets, a, when there's a video of a cop shooting somebody. Yeah. And I'm like, look, sure, there could be more to the story. Look, sure, that, I mean, in the case of Jacob Blake, he shouldn't have gotten seven shots to the back. But, I mean, if you're going to reach in your car when a cop's yelling at you, you kind of got what you had coming to you. I don't take it back. Um, 
I, I mean, I'm a black guy. You're not going to see me turn my back to a cop when he's telling me to get on the ground like you freaking idiot. Oh, a, ton so it's that, like, a ton more to that story has come out. Uh, yeah. It muddies the water a lot. Really? Like, all of our original information was wrong. In which way? So he actually got... Ooh, slight side note. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Real slight side note. So we had originally said that he was breaking up a fight and then the cops came because of the fight. Oh, uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So Jacob Blake has a history of abusing and raping a girl and breaking... A specific girl. Uh, his ex-girlfriend, yeah. Um, so Fantastic. He, so according to the police report, he broke into her house, uh, inserted his fingers into her without her consent, I uh, didn't hit her, took her keys, and then walked out. So we that might have not been his car, that might have not been his kids. So, muddies the water a lot. And who knows the if the police were lying or not. And he had a knife. So, but if, se- but if even, all of that is true, even if all that's true, seven is even, excessive. I mean, it was still if, excessive. If those but, are three kids that aren't his, man, like I'm. But even I'm, with all of that information, if two cops have their guns pointed at you yeah, and you, you turn your yeah. back and walk away, yeah. like what the hell is wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? Like, you are going to get capped. He's probably thinking they know what I did. They like, know what I did. Like, what, what is the difference yeah. between the ethics of like, I mean. I, I do think that police need to not put seven shots in someone's back, but there is a point where I go, what's the difference between one shot and seven shots when a shot was coming regardless? Like yeah. you don't walk away from, but anyway, so yeah, that was a super side note, super side note, uh, study your stuff. It's kind of cool. Uh, episode 577. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards uh, the cop on, on that particular, but also, you can't mess with kids. Like, if if those kids were in danger, like I don't know, man. I mean, yo, and it's this so is that's, hard, that's man. assuming if that information I just said was true, right? If, and who knows if it is? Even <laughs> even if he was a a, a upstanding citizen, because none of that stuff really matters. If you think about just this one thing, if yeah. a cop is pointing a gun at you, you yeah. do what he says. Yeah, in the story, in case. Yeah. you could be a felon, a habitual felon, or you could be a freaking choir boy. I don't give a crap. Cops point a gun at you, and he's telling you to do something. You yeah. stop what you're doing. You do what he says, especially yeah. if you're black, because the state loves nothing more than a dead black guy. Not white people, by the way. The state, the same one yeah. that you want to give more power to. Hence, Kamala Harris, slavery, Biden, jungle. Google it. Buzz you already words. know. Buzz racist, 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 racist. So bring it all back. Experts, do your homework. Lysander Spooner. Let's actually let's run to chapter two. Because we kind of started on, on chapter voting, one, right? Yeah, and I thought the way he went into the way he went into each consequent chapter was, I thought, really intelligent, and it was really interesting. So basically, what he said is like because the Constitution has no legitimate prosperity of authority. Yeah, he said we bind ourselves to it by way of taxation and elections. Mm-hmm. So he was basically indicting the reader, saying that. Your mere participation in this democracy is the reason why these people get to exercise violence over you and rob you. I was yeah. like, oh, but then, then he, that's uh, convicting. He, he got to something that I, I've been saying. And like, I read this book like forever ago and forgot basically every word of it, except for like one quote. Um, <laughs> nice. It's, hey, dude, it's been three years. All right. I, now everyone who might read it after this podcast is like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'll just listen I, to the I podcast. read a lot. <laughs> I read a lot. I'm just sorry. Kidding, kidding. Uh, <laughs> but he, he made a point that I make a lot where it's, um, he was saying that even though that voting doesn't necessarily bind you to agreeing or supporting the constitution because you're actually voting under duress. 
because it's one of those things where it's like if i don't vote for the guy who suits me more than this other guy the, the will of the other party is going to dominate me and i would rather be the master than the slave as i think is like borderline is exact words and that is something i've said a lot mm. because i am not a fan of any of the parties including the libertarian party i think they are not effective um but man am i going to vote for the libertarian party that doesn't mean i support the government or the political game but it's because i don't want to be dominated by a bunch of socialist idiots <laughs> well, i mean i guess there's two sides to that one is if as an individual you think that the vote is all you've got right in which, which like to an average person i would argue is more or less and i'm true. assuming that that's who he's writing to because yeah, I think this yeah. this this essay, in large part, is a wake up call to the people that don't think about it. Yeah. Whereas I would say, I'll try to vote, and yeah. as long as it works for my life and my family, I think I'm all right. The moment it doesn't, well, guess what? I'm probably gonna move first. Yeah. Right, which a lot of people are doing. You'll you see that in like New York City, they're leaving California. Yeah. Then after that, you you typically will see the states start to stake, take sides. And that's yeah. actually kind of scary because that's how civil war happens. Three for three. Dude. So <laughs> local runs. But anyway, fleek, as the kids <laughs> used to say. <laughs> so anyway, like on the one side, I, I personally appreciate the constitution in the sense that it's the best that you can do, assuming that people aren't going to do anything. However, yeah. it leaves a huge vacuum for people to come and just take advantage of it. Yeah. And I guess yeah. right now in 2020, so many years later, we're seeing like the concentration of that of years and years of corruption. Yeah, maybe like day one, it was palatable. Uh, year one hundred, like you see the deviation already, but it's still not bad enough. And you're like, yeah, man, I've got I've got other things. I've got Nazis to go fight. Like, there's other stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now it's that was like, the year too, because <laughs> that's when you got Social Security, and that's when stuff started to go real bad. Was when FDR tried to make himself an emperor. Then you've yeah. got, <laughs> then you've got like nine eleven. All these wars take place. Now you've got your cities on fire, and now people are taking a step back and be like, "Hold up, what's going on?" Flip yeah. side, I don't know if you got this undertone in the way that he writes this when he talks about the specific people that wrote the Constitution and put it together and that want you to think a certain way. It reeks of him implying that the Freemasons are the one running the country. Did you guys get that vibe? It was heavily in there, I thought. No. Mm -mm. Elaborate. <laughs> oh, I mean, it just, it, it specifically, it makes the the writers. I actually don't know if I know who the Freemasons are. Oh, honest. well, I mean, I guess. A lot of conspiracies. The, and... What's the three second version of it? Groups that essentially are experts in their field and they rule the country. And they convince other people to have a republic when in reality they're the man behind the scene. Kind of like that. Oh, the deep state? Sort of. And like, <laughs> well, I, they, they I, I that felt up. that a lot. Was like a lot of... Because oh, yeah. he mentioned specifically like rich and powerful influencing the state at, towards the end of the book. Yeah, but the he, Rothschild. There was, there, yeah, and like yeah. he used the Rothschild as a specific example in Europe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I thought it was really interesting how he, he, he named a group, the rich and powerful who loaned this money, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But then he kept referencing like this other unelected group. And I'm like, was there a deep state in the 1800s? Because you are... Oh, yeah. like, so that would be... Was that what you were talking about? Well, and I think that... Because there was no FBI back then. I and I'm assumed, like, man, dude, you no CIA either. And I'm like, yeah, you are hitting this hard that there's another group that is influencing this but you haven't named when them. you go to dc yeah. and all of the i guess the library the architecture the obelisk for washington i forget what year they made that 
but there's just inscriptions everywhere the insignias the dollar everything has it all over the place mm -hmm. and it almost and these are essentially part of the foundation of america is built off of these principles and and these figures and all that kind of stuff even like your your apple um store icon is essentially a freemason icon mm -hmm. so it's deeply entrenched in our culture and oftentimes it's considered a good thing like these guys are admirable they're really really smart they're they're masons in the sense that i think these were like unions back in the day for people that were extremely good at their craft specifically i think the people reference stone workers i think so not necessarily a bad thing but i think what he's pointing out is you as an individual have no say because this was yeah. decided for you that was the vibe that i got and the vibe is that this democracy is an illusion for you because you never thought about this. And I'm just letting you know. On the flip side, the guys that wrote this constitution are extremely smart. And essentially, I think they did us a huge favor in saying, I know these people aren't going to think about it. But in large part, let's just set this in motion. So that's yeah. why I feel like I push back a little bit on him. But I do that in the backdrop of understanding that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. And then we can script ourselves to it by way of voting in taxes. Right. Which in... But the, the whole book is kind of one thread. It doesn't really read like chapter, chapter. Like yeah. Each idea builds off of another one. Um, if I can read a short quote, um, I thought this That's... was really interesting about voting. Yeah. He he talks, he basically destroys the idea of voting in a couple of pages. And then he says, um, in short, he finds himself a voter. Uh, he finds himself without his consent, so situated that if he use the ballot, he may become a master. If he does not use it, he must become a slave. And he has no other alternative than these two. In self-defense, he attempts the former. His case is analogous to that of a man who has been forced into battle where he must either kill others or be killed himself. And then we mm -hmm. look at how unbelievably volatile voting is and how Republicans and Democrats hate each other. And yeah. even people that I call friends, like if we have differing ideas on something, it's like, you're the devil. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh man. And then government grows every year and has more and more influence over how our day-to-day -day is. Before, you could really... Yes not vote and not really give a crap in the 1800s who cared the government couldn't even get to you and so they're gonna many tax days our whiskey horse. though yeah <laughs> i mean it would take them a 30%. long time to get to you to send the irs agent they got yeah. a horse and buggy like yeah. just pack up and leave sir yeah. I, could just, <laughs> I, could, I could just move and that would be considered tax evasion right like they they can't geotag you nothing like you yeah. good to go go live with some indians like get you a never mind but <laughs> <laughs> Get you a girlfriend, you off the grid, suckle, keep making your whiskey. But nowadays, there's so much more uh, influence over our lives. That, like, yeah. We literally but, have to go, like, if I want health care and you don't want me to have health care, like, then we say the the constant thing that we say nowadays is, like, it's a matter of life and death. People are going to die. I think that it and was, then people see it that way. It was ingrained ideologically for these players behind the scenes in order to get the masses behind them. Because honestly, if you don't have the masses behind you, it's very difficult to rule the populace, right? You you really mm -hmm. need them up in arms. Well, yeah. And they, yeah. you need them to burn that city down because otherwise we're not going to get our agenda through, right? Mm. That's why I think we talked about this on the last podcast. Are you podcast. implying that looting is okay? 100%. Take it. <laughs> and then see what happens. <laughs> Consequences. Um, no, those people are like Kyle Rittenhouse. Get <laughs> rid <laughs> Um, he shouldn't have been there. Anyway. No, he shouldn't yeah. have. <laughs> 17. All right. Where were we? Oh, yeah. Ideology. <laughs> what we were talking about on the last podcast where mm -hmm. that one guy was saying that coming out as a gay man was easier than coming out as conservative and that his closest friend said, see ya, after he did that. 
which I just think that is indicative of how these big power players in our society mm-hmm. manipulate the masses for their benefit. And I guess it's it's in the education system. It's in church. It's in media. It's in sure. media, Facebook, Instagram, quote unquote influencers, which by the way, hot take, why are you watching celebrities? Why do you put them on a pedestal? Like he's a good actor. He's acting. Somebody told him to say that. He's a professional make pretender. Yeah. Why <laughs> Why would you care what he has to say? Have you yeah. seen The Rock? Jeez. On a screen playing I, what? Jumanji? Was he in Jumanji? Have you seen him as himself? No. He inspires me. Why? Because he's he loves his wife. He's got these beautiful kids. He'll like post about how busy his life is. And then he's he's like, oh, my daughter wanted to paint my fingernails. So let me post about it because I'm the best dad ever. I'm like, I love you, Rock. Actors are professional liars. Have you seen his pecs? No way. Have you seen your pecs? I'm more impressed by you (laughs) than I am by The Rock. (laughs) Goodness. Bless you, man of God. so, (laughs) So anyway, if people were to stop putting these individuals that they don't know who are very easily lying to you on a pedestal, maybe we wouldn't be in this mess is what I'm saying. Uh, Yes. Also, I was uh, eating at a diner recently and the view politics came on. Oh no. And it, it hit me that some people get their news from the view and that they get to vote. Goldberg, the view. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then they get to vote. And I instantly like, Got hit one more rung down the anarchist ladder. Like I, I instantly was like, "Yeah, we can't have this anymore." <laughs> yeah, it's it's well, absurd. <laughs> yeah, like the less amount of people voting, the better. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, that is a huge problem with democracy. Is that you know, especially for people who have a lot to say about like following science and things like that. And I'm, by the way, I'm just saying this because it's just culturally relevant, like following the science and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so when the like, aliens get this, none we of us like are like science. And, I, and I'm just saying that the essence of science is questioning the science. Right. That 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 I have a question. So let's set up a control group and let's do scientific method. This yeah. thing. Wear your mask, um, or I swear to God, <laughs> I will kick you off this earth. I will funny? kick you off this earth. Isn't it funny how there's like both sides i mean this is nothing to do with lysander spooner but how both sides criticize each other of having a superiority complex and it's like yeah. oh you just walk around without your mask on like your hot stuff like you know you know the virus is gonna get you like just put your mask on or like people show up to the gym with a mask on and it's like oh look at you you're just the one person who's concerned about the rona like i'm glad you're wearing a mask and sweating in it like yeah. <laughs> just, just eat some vitamin d supplements please. <laughs> so funny um yeah, that's one of the big issues with democracy is that, you know, science is great. I think science is awesome. Um, but you have people who are not experts or people who are uneducated or people who are not as talented or people who are unable or who just by nature of who they are have lower earning potential. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that is a thing. Not all, all men are created equal in value. Not all men are created equal in ability. I will never yeah. be LeBron James. I will never be The Rock. I, I will never have their bodies, their abilities. It's just how it is. I'll never be a lawyer. I just can't read that much. Not with that attitude. Um I mean, especially not, but, (laughs) but there is like a realistic side of it where it's just like, you know, some people are intrinsically capable of things that other people aren't. Um, like Ryan, you're a phenomenal musician, like one of the best musicians I know. And there are people (laughs) who will practice guitar. And I know people who practice guitar hours and hours a day and they will never get on your level. And that's just because whatever, but your vote, not fake news. He's amazing. Um, your vote 
he's still shaking his head because he can't take a compliment. Um, he literally cannot take a compliment. He really this can't. Is accurate reporting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are literally people who don't have the intellectual capabilities of others or even like the ability to manipulate systems as well as others Mm -hmm. and their vote matters the same as yours. And that's a huge problem with democracy to me. And I think that's one of the things that Spooner kind of took down with voting is it's like for someone else, like it kind of is a matter of life or death. Like I need universal healthcare because this is my capacity and I am recognizing that whether it be because of my attitude or my intrinsic ability, sometimes it's a combination of the two. Sometimes it's just people being lazy. It could be all kinds of stuff. Like I'm less likely to be in that seat. And so I need you to help me vote that state to give me things Mm -hmm. and they can't see it any other way. Not realizing that they're taking from other people to get that. Not realizing that it's expensive because of the state. Yeah. Not not to mention that the the system is a big heaping pile of trash. Right. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And that exactly. they are being just tricked for, into it. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. And just for the record, uh, for me at least, this position of, oh, these people are uneducated, so I hope they don't vote, doesn't come from a spot of me thinking I'm the most educated. It's coming from the realization that I am so not educated and neither is anybody i know enough to decide what's best for 330 million people 100 percent, and that's Absolutely. why it's yeah. from a position of like humility and not arrogance that i'm against the government because i've got no idea what's best for your life only you do where do you get the stones like i would never tell either one of you what to do and then like expect you to a hundred percent do it. Oh well I've got two stories for you. <laughs> so I posted oh. I posted something on Instagram a little while ago because if someone if you've listened to our very first episode of the Lunch Boys, I think Jerry Falwell Jr. is a turd, and that's before I knew that uh his wife was banging the pool boy. And so <laughs> Liberty oh. University, ladies and gentlemen, uh, so I love my degree. Oh I don't. Um <laughs> and so uh, I posted something, it was really funny, I thought. Uh, I have a off color sense of humor and it was just like basically it, it was Jerry and a pool boy and it said he he makes me lie down by pool pastures his <laughs> rod and his staff comforts I mean the, he had the big rod like to clean the pool it was <laughs> really funny uh, someone slid into my DM someone who was a TA and like if you listen to the podcast it is what it is um, but someone who was a TA uh, in one of in a couple of my classes I never got coffee with this person never hung out with this person they graded a couple of my papers um, but good guy like kept up with him follows me on Instagram uh, and sometimes will slide into my DMs and literally said hey as a Christian brother and you know blah 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 take this down and I was like we don't have like a real relationship mm-hmm. and you're telling me what to do based on the superiority of your spirituality and that you're a little older than me. I'm almost 30 dude. Like yeah, get out of here. Um, and so that, and then my wife is actually texting me right now about some lady who's like, she took a posted a photo about, um, just a wedding stuff. My wife's an elopement photographer, Erica L photography, uh, booker uh (laughs) unpaid ad um and so but some and she posted some photo and she like tagged the trail and some lady was like hey it's illegal to shoot weddings up there you have to take this down remove the geotag and doesn't know who this person is from adam like has no idea who it is and i'm noticing there is a stronger trend even in like those microcosm examples that people have a lot more stones than i think we we do in this room but yeah. more stones than we think to say, hey, you, I don't know you or my relationship with you is enough that do this because I said so. Is it stones I mean, or it's entitlement? Because dare you to say that to my face, bro. 
And like, look at uh, you. I was so taken aback, and they thought I was being def- like a defensive. And I'm like, no, it's just I don't know you like that. Like, yeah. you are no person that can say, "Hey, you do this." No. Yeah. Not to mention not giving like a substantial reason, like a very well thought out thing. Because yeah. at the very least, like maybe if it came from the intent of like like X, Y, and Z, then uh, please think about this. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's very serious because like you've called me out on stuff, and you usually will like say, like it's why I think it's important. And this is why I think that you should consider changing either like behavior or the way you express yourself or think about it or whatever. And thanks, man. But a relationship does help. Hundred <laughs> percent. But also, it it shows intent. I'll let a stranger come and criticize me on my guitar tone or something. Mm. But if it just is like you should do, you need to do this. Hey, you turn the reverb on. Yeah. Ah! Like, <laughs> do you yeah. even know the part? Yeah. <laughs> so. I don't, and oftentimes I wonder, is this unique to our generation because they can just through the internet say absolutely whatever they want to you? Or is it some sort of enormous ego that thinks it can tell you whatever? Maybe a little of both. I mean, with the Liberty thing specifically, the level of grace that, or grace is probably the wrong word, but the level of like equity people will give to the school or to Jerry um is directly ind- indicative of how much scholarship they received because mm-hmm. both of the people that i know of that have said stuff one of which i know for sure got a full ride and so it's just yeah. like i mean i know the school did great things for you but my degree is meaningless and i did not get a great job so no <laughs> yeah. also for me there are only two jerry's tom and jerry and then jerry springer that's it. I thought you were going to go ben and jerry's oh and then there's jerry seinfeld i totally forgot yeah, oh, ben man, and jerry's there's some good jerry's out there I used to watch Jerry Seinfeld as a kid. Jerry Seinfeld. There you and then, or not Jerry Seinfeld, Jerry Springer. There and then when my mom know. would come downstairs, I would change the channel really fast so she didn't yeah, yeah, know yeah. I was watching it. Nice. <laughs> Christian kids. I mean, uh, <laughs> on, on that, if you look at like the daytime dozens, TV, uh, the dozens and dozens of Karen yelling about masks videos. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like the same sort of. It's pretty intense. Like crazy the people are very they legitimately telling you what to do, but they legitimately think that you are killing somebody. By in the situation with the mask, they mm-hmm. they really think that you are killing people by not wearing your mask. And yeah, and th- I would argue that those people have not read a single thing about it. And you would be correct. And I'm, <laughs> I guess that is the that is one area I will fight anybody <laughs> on. If you want to argue stats about this coronavirus thing, I will win every freaking so time. So stats are data, right? That is usually given by science, scientific analysis of some kind, right? Yeah. You know what people who really have issues with that say to that? Trust the experts. Yes. <laughs> well, they don't care. What if I just That's the problem with being us is that we see something that's logically consistent and we'll 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 say we'll either wrestle with it, we don't have to agree with it mm-hmm. just because it's consistent, but we'll either wrestle with it or acknowledge it. They don't care. Yeah. And that's why being us is inherently depressing. It's rough. Yeah. It's a rough ride. It's like, yes. "Oh, so nobody dies from this generally speaking?" <laughs> Unless you have some type of comorbidity, two point six, two point six of them, yeah, <laughs> two, two and a half of them, and and also you're eighty. Literally, you'll get better. Cool. <laughs> that is more you're or less the trend. Yes, a science denier. Follow the experts. I'm like, well, Fauci is a cuck. <laughs> <laughs> Complete side note, uh, but did you guys see the video of? I think it was Jim Jordan from. Uh, Ohio. Congressman? Um, grilling Fauci, like, 
okay, so like a mass gathering at church, like oh that's, yes. that's a no go. And he's just like, yeah, like that's a terrible place that would spread disease as a mass gathering, like a church event. And he's like, all right, so these like protests though. And he, and and he, he and just he, would not say like, like a, yes, mass, a, mass, a mass gatherings are not recommended. It's like okay, but well, protest specifically. And, and Fauci just, got defensive. He's like, what what are you trying to get me to say? This isn't the, a political thing. This is, about spreading this is about science. This is about science. Which is that's so funny. Science. Where it's like you told like like I just want to look <laughs> Fauci in the eye, and I know it doesn't matter because he's a poli- he's a politician. He's not a he's not a doctor. Well, um, I mean, he's an academic, I guess. But he's acting like a politician sure. because if yeah. you have to censor your words and say things a very specific way, uh-huh. you are no longer caring about being a doctor or an academic or studying yeah, yeah, the yeah. data or anything like that. So, yes. like, I just want to look at him and say, based on your recommendations and the recommendations of like many other scientists, experts, things like that, we need to wear a mask. And we need to be six feet away from each other at all times. Indoors. And indoor, and we need to stay home as much as possible. So when you see these Black Lives Matter protests, or what was the protest that they had like in D.C.? The like MLK just, anniversary. The MLK anniversary yeah. with like, what was it? I like had a, a dream. Um, I think it was. 57th anniversary. How many people were there? Like it was, a billion. It was like 100,000 or something like that. Oh, am, I, am I using hyperbole? Um, but it was a I lot of so. people just pressed together like at a concert. Yeah. So not all of them were wearing masks. Or if they were wearing a mask, it was like, you know, under their nose or under their chin. Mm-hmm. Like just pressed together. And I'm like, based on your recommendation, you can't say that that. But then a church that's literally doing like every other row and like only so many capacities. Some churches like uh, there's a church in Nashville. You have to register ahead of time to get a seat. Yeah. To keep make sure that they, but that. Uh, it just drives me nuts. It's crazy. Because it either is or it isn't. Right. Is it actually this infectious? Like we're all going to die like they said back in March? Two million uh, people? No. Two million people are going to die? No. Did two million people die? Did? did? Well, actually, well, two million people did die, but not of coronavirus. Oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. The ones who who did die, um, they all had 5.6 comorbidities, and they were 90 plus. Oh, okay. Oh, I was actually saying that legitimately, <laughs> like, uh, since lockdown, about two million people have Oh really? Because I actually didn't know it. Uh, Eight thousand people die a day, something like that. Oh, oh, you mean you mean death is inevitable? Hate Basically. to break it to you. <laughs> if Basically. this is the first I mean, time, I mean, I don't want to hasten the process, but <laughs> yeah, because like we're on day hundred. Like I know we're so off track right now, but if we're on day hundred sixty ish times eight thousand, oh one point two eight million. My bad. Right. Yeah. It's what? It happens. So no. not to mention, just to, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say there are other scientific recommendations like boost your immune system, work out, take supplements, be yeah. outside. Oh, well, get in the our sunlight. governor just opened up some gyms at 30% capacity. And you have to wear yep. a mask, a fitness connection if you want to go in. So, but you can ya. take it off when, once you're working out, nope. much like restaurants, not in fitness connection, not a physical connection. Nope. I like how with restaurants, the Rona might get you when you're getting seated, but once you're seated, the Rona's sure. like, dang it. They're in a, their butts in a seat. I you don't wait. want to interrupt their dinner. I got to wait over here. I love how you're expected to, for example, be on some sort of cardio equipment. Get your face completely wet with sweat. It's going to immerse the mask and you're supposed to wear a mask. You're waterboarding yeah. yourself. Oh, yeah. Well, not to mention the mask salty is water. <laughs> not really that effective anymore. So, cool. Thanks, guys. Yep. Yeah. Um, Anyways, so another, another Spooner. Spooner would lose his mind. You know what? Yes. <laughs> I was like, is anyone going to do it? Yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, so two other quotes from the chapter two chapter two is very compelling to me it was probably the one I wrote the most notes on um, I thought it was uh, one he talked about the three types of supporters of the constitution and um, 
one of the quotes he talked about before he got to that was as as taxation is made compulsory on all a large portion of those who vote no doubt do so to prevent their own money being used against themselves i was like oh shoot yes so good yes um and to piggyback off of that on the tax thing he has this analogy of uh it's like uh he, he kind of just plays off the taxation of theft idea which is pretty standard in like libertarian text but then he says so, something ballsy it's like at least an actual robber has to risk their life to take your money but the government doesn't <laughs> and it's like oh actually uh, like there, there's a point there <laughs> like we risk our lives not to get robbed yeah and, and like <laughs> that uh i thought it was a all right point um and then he also has this quote right here uh let me see on it is true that the theory of our constitution is that all taxes are paid voluntarily that our government is a mutual insurance company voluntarily entered into by the people with each other that it uh that that each man makes a free and purely voluntary contract with all others who are parties to the constitution to pay so much money for so much protection the same as he does with any other insurance company and that he is just as free not to be protected and not to pay tax as he is to pay tax and be protected and we'd actually just talked about this on the two episodes ago i think of if a community specifically then the black community thinks that the government is systematically hunting them down and murdering their demographic don't they have a right to deny their services and to not be taxed to pay for something that they think is killing them and lysander spooner backed me up well and but again (laughs) i think i just fell in love with you (laughs) but again i'd still have to just say the community as a whole does have the chance go to your council meetings figure out who is responsible for this stuff Get them to take it back, for example, because they are yeah. supposed to be your representatives. Nobody does it, and it really yeah, blows my mind. Yeah, but going to those meetings though is a lot like being a volunteer leader at a church. You just do what you're told, but if you have a suggestion, it's not going to get followed through. But the issue is those Whoops. people shots fired. Yikes! They they <laughs> did get elected though. That's that's the thing. So yeah. and the worst part is, a lot of people just don't even know who these people are. They don't pay attention. Oh, so yeah. and yet they will go vote. For example, like a straight party ticket. And they, so they kind of deserve it. That's all I'm saying. You kind of oh, deserve I mean, to get robbed because you didn't pay attention. I would tend to agree, but then it also just implicates everyone else. Like the 49% who didn't want that, well, uh, which is just a problem. They should take me. it upon themselves to, and again, I understand that it takes a lot of energy and it takes a lot of time to go and do all these things, but we are so inactive in our so-called government, which is supposed to be quote unquote, we the people by the people or whatever. Yeah. So, but we don't, we absolutely don't. And like, that's why uh, a big theme and like, I I don't want to say anarchism, but like libertarianism uh, is a sort of self segregation. I guess it would be anarchism mainly. Uh, in in that thought is self segregation of if you believe X Y and Z find a community of people who believe X Y and Z, which is it's just funny because that's why we have towns, cities, principalities where typically yeah. people do congregate and the laws do vary from those different yeah, places like, to one another. And then if you didn't have a democracy where you had this revolving door of policymakers, then you would have like towns with relatively standard set rules so if you move somewhere with a bunch of people who agree with you you know the odds of the rules just turning from 
deep blue to deep red to use like today's examples is small you know it can happen like look at california like it turned and texas right now is flipping from deeper red to lighter blue you know so it can happen but the odds of it happening without a democracy i think are smaller but unfortunately wherever there's a large group of people that's what's going to happen because texas is changing color specifically because, of, the because cities. of cities and that's why we're also libertarians a massive fan of decentralization i was just going to point that out all the way down like and rothbard would argue all the way down to the individual and some people go county some people go state but like we're all pretty okay with the federal government just getting as right now like <laughs> houston uh houston austin dallas fort worth maybe a little bit el paso but maybe not um but specifically those three they are and San Antonio probably too mm-hmm. are ruling Texas with an iron fist. Yes, and they, it, it having lived in Texas, it's very interesting to see how quickly the type of person that you just the type of person on the street you walk past if you drive 15, 25 minute. Well, Austin's kind of long, so yeah. it's, it's different than a lot of cities. But if you drive like thirty minutes north, it's mm-hmm. who who are these gun toting south will rise again like they still yeah. think jefferson davis is their president people <laughs> like who yeah. are these people and it's so and not i'm not saying they're racist i just mean they're like it's just so interesting to see how different that demographic is we're in austin like there's more uh gay people per capita than anywhere else in the united states when i live there at least um in austin texas mm-hmm. so like you saw way different kinds of people which is yeah. so crazy speaking of austin it is a disaster area now Yes. There was an interesting episode of Crowder and Alex Jones just walking through the streets of Austin. It legitimately looks like New York. Almost worse at, at times. Yeah. Which sucks because Austin literally is one of the best downtowns. Like safe. I would walk through there all the time with my wife. We would go to different restaurants. We went to like different art things from the arts, uh, a comedy show and a movie theater in the heart of the city. It was one of the best places to go walk around. And so to see what has happened there, it literally breaks my heart because yeah. that, that was one of the best cities. Didn't matter what part of town you walk through, you know? And coronavirus. And then, and then yeah. Well, and, and riots. And riots and everything. One thing that they pointed out, though, was that there was some sort of pressure to actually take certain, I guess, I don't know if it was the police chief or somebody on that local level, basically take them out and then start to get community. I guess organizers of some variety and that they would start to just pick their own people to police the streets. Very Stalinistic pretty much. So yeah. I'm going to be so fascinated to see because consequences are all the people that made Austin what it is going to stay. Are they going to finally push back? Yeah. No, what they're going to do is they're going to move and then they're going to do the same thing to that area. So that's what's happening in California, New York is people are leaving, but they have not renounced their ideas. And so they leave and then they're like, oh, well, this place, you know, it's better because the tax is a little lower. But I do think like, you know, I should pay my fair share. Like I was able to move. I should help these people out. And then they just poison the well there. But I must say somewhere else on the more positive side right now is a great opportunity for anybody that's noticing this stuff to actually get more involved. Mm -hmm. Actually put the brake pump the brakes like as hard as you can call people out maybe have a conversation as opposed to a shouting match i feel like right now would be the no. best time i almost like i don't have that many hey henry what's up? go jump off a cliff i mean <laughs> yo if, if the, 
Oh, just side note. Isn't it funny that we were told that as growing as kids? Like, if a friend told you to drop off a bridge, would you? I can't tell you how many progressive friends I have that if the government literally told them it was for their safety, they probably would. <laughs> yeah. And they have. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. Well, it actually kind of like in the last part of uh, that chapter two, it spooner talks about the three types of supporters of the constitution and it goes along i think a lot with what you're saying it was the knaves the dupes and then the appreciators of the evils of government and so the knaves were uh government is an instrument of their own aggrandizement or wealth and then it was the dupes that which believed that they're free men uh when a system uh uh slate were were uh, sorry, that they believe uh, they're a free man in a system where you're slaves fighting over the power of the masters. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, suppose it be the best government on earth. Uh, does that prove its own goodness or only the badness of all other governments? <laughs> I've, I've actually, I've said to Burn! multiple people, uh-huh. uh, like people keep saying to me, if you hate the government so much, why don't you move somewhere else? And I said, I think we have this many problems, and I still think we're the best. So that just should tell you what I think of everywhere of else. All, and, <laughs> yeah. And then the appreciators of the evils of government, they admire the government from afar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And th- those are the, like those people where you've got these people, and I think specifically. I'm kind of a dupes. Yeah. 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 Is, this, is that going under like the terminology of like you've been duped? Is that what that I think means? so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely have been duped. I don't like it. But on the flip side, guys, I don't know a much better way. Even because even like a libertarian, anarcho-capitalist, whatever you want to call it, paleo, whatever. Paleo conservative Rothbardian. I think <laughs> I'm actually Rothbardian, Rothbardian Stalinist. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I just have a five-year plan to really just get things. <laughs> but you know, I just wanted to point out. So many people aren't going to get how funny that was. <laughs> Rothbardian Stalinist. That's like vanilla chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> but a problem with all of these societies is the moment that not everybody is super engaged, yeah. super understand, it's going to fall down the exact same pathway like our constitution has. I mean, like, it's just, I, it's I just a the, dilemma of people being the way they are. I think mm-hmm. the, the pushback from it obviously would depend on what the system looked like. But if there wasn't a way for. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sociopaths to gain power like they have. But think about the uh, think then, about the craziest thing that we have in our government. Just pick one. I don't know. Like uh, like take away guns. I think that's a pretty absurd one. Yeah, right? I would argue. Especially given how high crime is right now in Chicago and New York City. Yep, defend yourselves. Yep, the places without guns. Jeez. But nobody wants to make that logical connection. All right. So anyway, nobody. And, anyways, so let's let's just <laughs> take that as an example. Yeah. Somebody at one point in time said. Oh, I've got a solution to all this violence. I'm like, oh, what's that? Let's take all the guns away, mm-hmm. and the crime will go away. And people said, here, here. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, yeah. Let's start teaching this in school. All right, who's all for it? And it's passed. All right. And I feel like in any freaking ideology, the second you have just people that are allowed to say anything or group together, it's mm-hmm. going to go against the principles. And that's why we need Jesus. Yeah, but then that would like, again, it would depend on. The system, because if they didn't have the power to actually, I know, but it's 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 con- they didn't have the power before, right? Like with his gun thing. Technically, though, we but like if we all agreed, if there isn't a government, then well, it would just be the, random private citizens walking around trying know, to take would, guns, but, and that would end terribly. No, but the thing <laughs> is, you can have a marketing campaign. You just start yeah. to slowly change people's perception 
or change their opinion and, and it erodes away from all those principles but i'm super about that if a community wanted to try the let's just ban gun things and they change the culture more or less to accept like maybe let's just give this a shot and they voluntarily gave all but that's what up. they did that's basically what they did in these cities and they're still convinced it, yeah, it's a in, great idea in those, in those cities, <laughs> i think they should be allowed to do that but when they try to take over the federal level to then tell everyone else oh i mean that and that's the that's where i have a lot even of now though of. so a lot of that's why everyone's arguing about Trump versus the the sleepy man. The is that <laughs> what did he call uh, sleepy Joe Hyde? Sleepy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Trump called him that. Yeah, yeah. Man, oh. Trump's a dummy, but Trump he can really Twitter. kill in front of his base. Yeah, That's he's pretty a, hilarious. He can roast pretty he well. Can roast, Hello. Man. <laughs> That guy's the president. So, <laughs> so everyone's arguing about that, but they're not arguing about their local politics. And I, th- I still kind mm-hmm. of feel like it's part of the the dupage that continues. Yeah. Right. We're still being duped. And it is like the propaganda machine that is the media only ever focusing on. Like even the local news I've seen hardly ever talks about local politics. It's like here's the two people running, and that's it. Uh, here's the guy Pick that got shot team. today, and here's the weather on the ones. If I may read a quote, because I thought it was one of the a really good one. He talked about the dupes. He said, a large class, no doubt, each of whom, because he has allowed one voice out of millions in deciding what he may do with his own person and his own property, and because he is permitted to have the same voice in robbing, enslaving, and murdering others that others have in robbing, enslaving, and murdering himself, is stupid enough to imagine that if he is a free man, a sovereign, both of those in quotes, and that this is a, quote, free government, and, quote, a government of equal rights, and, quote, the best government on earth, and such, uh, and such like, absurdities. I was like, oh, shoot. Oh, yeah, I mean, he ripped it up. But and <laughs> here's, the funny, here's the funniest part, though. I absolutely think he's right, yeah. but I also don't think it's the Constitution's fault. I don't even necessarily think it's the politician's fault. I'm I'm put I, all the blame on the dupes, I mean, or I the don't knaves even, or whoever. I don't even think it's dupes. <laughs> I don't even think it's necessarily. It's not the Constitution's fault because it's it's the it's the way it's been administered, I guess. And the acceptance of it. The acceptance of the administration. Yeah, because there's no way to get an entire country to sign a contract and agree. And, and like, this is basically arguing from the standpoint that the Constitution is a contract. Like, more or less. And there's mm-hmm. no party B. There's no to, Cardi B. There's no, no Cardi WAP. B. No WAP. <laughs> um, we, our heads went to the same spot. <laughs> Like I wasn't just repeating you. I was saying it myself and just happened to I happened to be the echo. I hate myself. Um I lost my entire train of thought because now all I hear is about, there's hoes in this house. That's all I hear now. You were talking about how you can't get a whole population of the country to agree. It was it was off of that. Oh idea. yeah, so like I don't think it's the constitution's fault because if there was a way um if there was a way to guarantee that and i've said it before if there was a way to guarantee that the constitution was going to be upheld at every point then i'm super bad i love it wait it's it has the potential that's what makes me mad it totally has the potential if people weren't lazy i don't even think if it's people weren't lazy i i think it's more on the corrupt than the lazy intellectually lazy you are allowing somebody to lie to your face and go "Uh uh-huh well, I mean, like, we're there's millions of libertarians in this country who every time anybody they don't does vote, 
They don't organize. They don't no, go to I, local events. They don't I, vote for city council libertarians. Yeah, I know, but like, there's millions of us. They like to tweet. That's we, what that's what LP does. We do love they to tweet. tweet and that's about where it ends. Or, but uh, what they I'm saying, they are very impotent. It's my least favorite thing about my current mind state is that I don't like libertarians, but I really love the ideas. The idea is great because but, yeah. we'll whine about stuff. Like I'll listen to like some of these podcasts that we listen to, mm-hmm. and then almost without a doubt, oh yeah, I haven't voted in like 15 years. Yeah, I'm like, like, well then get the frick off the air. Like what's wrong? Which with is you? which is funny because like <laughs> uh, Spooner would say, well they shouldn't have to vote to to at all right that's kind of yeah. his point because then you're buying into the system and i get that but on the flip side i don't is, think necessarily i think he would he would be saying if he did vote it was to try to save his skin or like to save himself from the domination of the other people. from the other people who had the same right to enslave rob murder you yeah and, and so, like what i was saying is i think it's more on the because i, so I legitimately essentially I, at least in this room i wish that nobody had to pay attention to politics like it was that inconsequential but again i think that that's just like i wish i didn't have to work and food would just fall in my mouth or, no know? but what, what i'm saying is i wish people could just focus on their lives and uh yeah we've been going on for forever <laughs> <laughs> i wish people could just focus on their lives and the constitution was just like set in stone and that's all I, but, you I, know, so i i don't blame the people who are trying to just live their lives as like as free of an individual as possible. I do blame the people who know that people aren't going to be paying attention and go into distort and corrupt the system. I blame I guess them more than the only reason the I don't accept that is because I, ev- you are responsible for literally everything in your life. You're responsible to breathe, go to sleep, eat the right food, etc. So why would this not just be an additional thing? I mean, because the constitution is not popular. Like you can't, it's well, hard but, to... but that's the that's the issue. It's not popular because at least people that do like the Constitution have done a very poor job of defending it. Oh, yeah, but what I was going to say is it's way easier to brainwash people into thinking, oh, I'm just going to print money and give you whatever you want. Right. So, the, like, the... To, to, to uphold in a like a, a popularity contest which is democracy it's also really easy to bomb the heck out of somebody. So, and that doesn't necessarily that's mean that's what right leaning people do is it's like, don't tax me. And like that's unconstitutional for you to tax me in the way you're taxing me, but I don't care if you go to war in a way that was unconstitutional because technically only Congress has the power to go take us to war and one of the longest wars we've been in. We just kind of sent the troops over. We didn't really go through the process, Bro. and so the whole thing that we're doing right now it's illegal, but nobody cares. Yep. And so like that that's like this whole thing with like I mean that's just an example on the right. The left does it too, but the right does it all the time where it's like don't trade on me. You know we're the guys who are you know saying no to the system, and the only reason they think that it's against the system is because the mainstream media is on the left. Left, mm-hmm. But they are absolutely as conscripted into the propaganda of the right, and they will say they'll talk out of both sides of their mouths, and that's what everybody does. Which I would yeah. love anyone listening to this ask yourself, why is it that these two sides are so entrenched? And by the way, think about the masses of individuals in the government that fight for these sides. Mm-hmm. Where are they getting their orders from? How are they all on the same page? Does that not freak you out? It should. And if you have think that the world has like the problems that it has right now. We have had, when was Lincoln elected? Like, at least 150 years, years, 170 years, right? Right? I don't know. I don't know. Um, anyway, but we've had definitely over 100 years by a long shot of Republicans and Democrats at each other's throats. Mm-hmm. And if you think the world is this crappy right now and the Republican or a Democrat is the answer, or if you believe that like it's a good thing that we have a lesser of two evils and that we say that every election, and yeah. we're never happy. 
like we're never happy with never. who our choices are and it's so diametrically opposed from one another like and this isn't my case to vote libertarian but it is my case to say that like like we have been duped this this thing that we are a part of is a lie and mm. and it is it is it is the most it's the most vicious lie because some people will call something like a white lie because it doesn't hurt anybody but this lie literally blows up and dismembers children overseas yeah. this lie makes you willingly blow up and dismember children in your womb underline this willingly. Li- yeah. willingly 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 and whether you're like oh well i think abortion's fine i don't care the bottom line is you're killing kids and you think it's okay and yeah. and you're doing it you know um and it, and as long as you're you can swallow that pill i don't really care what your thoughts are on it as long as you don't make me have to do it or pay for it i don't care um just being honest, <laughs> which, is, which is the craziest thing, because I, I just can't care about every single life. That's can, why I want to live mine, and you can go wear a mask. Like can, I just can't care about all of them. I can't. <laughs> I care about me. I care ideas. about my wife. I care about my family. When do we get to the point where we have to force other people to have the same ideas? That's the craziest thing to me. Right. Yeah, and, and like on what you were saying on the lesser of two evils thing, I forget if I've said it before, but every, every repeating probably. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I say things that are worth anything. Uh most people I talk to and make the libertarian case for, every one of them says like, ah, oh, you can't, this election, it's way too important. Also, and it's like, yeah, because um, the government keeps getting bigger and it has more and more influence over everybody's day-to-day life, so this one's too important because there's so much power at stake. That's the freaking problem. Right, there's a vacuum. Every four years, there's a vacuum. Yeah. And we're like, ah! So we keep you taking know? like, it, and the vote is really are going to take three or four steps forward. And it's like, why not? Two backwards. Mm-hmm. I would say or fifteen backwards. I would say or maybe three hundred backwards. <laughs> props to Spooner though, because he doesn't advocate necessarily a solution. So I think maybe yeah, he is kind of just like this sucks. And, and I feel like in <laughs> <laughs> the book, but I think that that might be that might actually be a really good tool right now, just to let people know what you're doing. It hasn't been working. It still doesn't work. What you're doing is prolonging the pain. Mm-hmm. Start thinking about a solution as opposed to being lazy about it. And just kicking the can down the road. Or authoritarian. Because authoritarianism always feels good when you give it, but not when you get it. And we have to learn that it's bad, always. It is morally reprehensible, always. You know? And most people, it's just... I'm not hopeful. (laughs) I'm just not. I'm hopeful, though, because... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I've turned into, like, a collapsitarian. Like, I, I... am this close to building a bunker in the backyard and like buying beans and guns and like <laughs> I am not hopeful for like I, I think society is going to collapse and I hope it goes peacefully but man it's, oh, I mean, not, so it's not going to I'm going to try to say this and Ew. in my opinion it's positive so it's oh we need to break up yeah it's a good thing it's but. definitely going to collapse and definitely a lot more people are going to die during the financial collapse yeah. than during this corona aids yeah. from starvation <laughs> From not having a place to live, from, from disease, riots it's, it's really gonna violence. be pretty bad. Yeah. It's However, awful. it is an, This is the culmination of mistakes. And, but on the flip side, it's the time to have that new beginning. The mm-hmm. the phoenix rises from the ashes, right? But now is your chance. At the same time, you could totally blow this chance, and it could only the grip of the machine can just get so much tighter. Yeah. It could become global at this point. So. I wish I could ask like some some people that lived through the fall of the Roman Empire. Like, what was it like to be a Roman citizen and then to continue to live? I tell you what, I did. I put the on my horse and I left. And then, <laughs> then the Han came and oh, they got to me. I ate a meal. <laughs> Italians are white. That's not racist. <laughs> <laughs> I eat pizza sometimes, so I'm allowed to say that. 
take. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I like mozzarella. I'm not racist. Oh. It is like that Dave Smith. I played Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that Dave Smith bit where he's like, you know, any historians in the room? Uh, have you ever heard of a country that like you know spent itself really into debt, expanded itself really uh, too far militarily? You know, and then this culture kind of started collapsing, and then everything just turned out fine. Hmm. Rome <laughs> comes to mind. Soviet Union comes to <laughs> yeah, mind. Exactly. The Weimar Republic comes to mind. Right, like, like it's a cycle. He, re- and, and, he recorded that three years ago, and it's only gotten worse. So yeah, yeah. it's uh, I'm not hopeful, and I I am ready for the dollar to collapse. I'm ready for society to just come crumbling down. Bring on the libertarian paradise. Well, we haven't had like a major empire collapse in some time. I mean, Soviet Union, that was what, 20 years ago? 20? 30 years ago. Yeah, but everything's so much faster now, you know? And our, our printing press is we've a got, lot We've got 5G now, am I right? Yeah, we have like a million printers at the Federal Reserve, you know? No, you mean servers, because <laughs> it's all digital. Yep. And if you didn't know that, you're stupid. Yep. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to actually, from there, pick up on a part two on some other time. Uh, so thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, our socials, Instagram, at the Lunch Boys Pod, Twitter, at the Lunch Boys PO1, um, five stars on iTunes. Um, pick up this book on... Four stars, we send them back. Yeah, four, we send back four stars, like an undercooked steak. Uh <laughs> Or an overcooked steak. Or an overcooked steak, steak I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, you would send back an undercooked steak. To, you can't uncook a steak. It... He makes a valid point. But I would <laughs> eat an undercooked steak. I would not eat an overcooked oh, steak. Oh, I like it medium rare, so if it's undercooked, it's still alive. Oh, yeah. I mean, when the dollar collapses, I will be eating all the steak that is available. When the dollar collapses, I'm just going to end myself. Oh, don't do that. Oh, no, don't do that. We need, we need someone to still do the podcast with. America is not worth it. Fun. The- Uh, (laughs) i was actually gonna say the opposite america is worth it and we're gonna pick up a better slogan than trump make america great (laughs) we're gonna make america worth it again oh i shouldn't have said that because that's like good i like that he's gonna steal that from us anyways (laughs) if he listened to this i would be so excited (laughs) he'd turn it off as soon as i called him a dirty trash can trump can't handle Criticism. Oh no! Wait, let's, let's see what he has to say. Let's see what this young man, this young Christian man. I mean, he's very libertarian. Very libertarian. You know? I, mean, I don't know. Just ask Rand Paul, who's clearly a libertarian. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, get out of here, Trump. <laughs> he is. I mean, uh, I mean, Rand Paul is the most libertarian person in Congress. He's the most Anyways, libertarian person. This is the outro. We're not getting into this. <laughs> Granted, the most libertarian person in Congress is like the tallest midget. So. Like, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. LP, right? Yeah. Little people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, if you haven't read the book, pick it up on iBooks. Uh, there's also a link in our description for a PDF version of it. Um, it's $2 on iBooks or maybe 3 like whatever. It was two ninety nine. Yeah, that money's not worth anything anymore, so it, like, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and bye. Well, that's it for this week's edition of Lunch Boys. Join us again next week as we watch the boys take one step closer to getting canceled. But bye now. Stay safe out there. There's a lot of COVID. You might get it. You might not. Wear a mask. Or don't. Who knows? But whatever you do, have a strong opinion about it. <laughs>